Welcome to the Move With Tank podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Tancini. He is a doctor of physical therapy, owner of Ground to Overhead Physical Therapy, a strength and conditioning coach, former college athlete, four-time CrossFit regional athlete, and a national-level Olympic weightlifter. On the show, he will cover ways for active individuals and athletes, just like you, to stay healthy and improve their performance without the need of surgery, injections, and pain medication. If you ever have any questions for Dr. Tansini, which you would like answered, send over an email or message through Instagram at drtank underscore dpt. So without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Tank. What's up, guys? Michael Tansini, Dr. Tank here. Welcome to your uh, Move with Tank podcast. Today, I've got an individual on that, man, I've been wanting to ch- chat with about this stuff for quite a while now. Brian, Brian Herring, um, he's the owner at CrossFit uh, Contrivance in Apex. And I've been following their gym now for quite some time. And man, just what they're doing over there with their athletes and the community over there is pretty awesome. And we're going to get into it and let Brian talk a lot about it. But uh, so, but yeah, but Brian, How's it going today, man? Man, it's going awesome, Michael. Awesome. Thanks for having me this morning, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, you see, you've been following me. We've been following you for a long time, too, man. I think one of the first times I think I sat in in a seminar you did, like a shoulder kind of prehab thing. This is okay. years ago, probably six, seven years ago at maybe New Order CrossFit. Okay. Uh, when we were newer to the area there. So, yeah, man, that's awesome. I'm glad to be on here. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Thanks, brother. And thanks for what you do, man. I know it takes a lot on this stuff, on all the social media platforms and all that crap, man. And it's as exciting and as many opportunities as it does create, man, it's a freaking challenge. So uh, something I, I know I struggle with myself. So good for you, man. Kudos. But thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome, man. De- definitely. Yeah, man, I, I had no idea you were at a, one of my early clinics back in the day. Yeah, definitely. So I was friends with a couple of guys who were working out at New Order when I first kind of moved to the area. So back 2012, 2013, maybe we weren't. So if you know Daniel Price, yeah, yeah, man, man, uh, man I used to, I used to coach Daniel. Kyle were uh, friends of mine. Yeah, we worked out together occasionally, kind of at the Y, man. And when we moved down to to the Raleigh area, like kind of the Triangle area, man, we needed childcare. That was a huge thing for us. We had two little ones, like under three. So my wife and I were both like losing our minds. So we wound up at the YMCA there. They had a childcare set up and they had some stuff that we could kind of bang around with. But I met those guys there. They were doing CrossFit and I was having an introductory kind of CrossFit experience up north. Met those guys and hung out and we would work out the other cases. They were like, yeah, man, you should come over here. You should roll. And met Sam and Joy there at New Order. They were yeah. fantastic people. So yeah, that, that was cool. That was, I mean, man, it's been nine, 10 years now, probably. Man, uh, that's awesome. That's super awesome. Yeah, man. I Daniel's an awesome guy. I uh, I haven't talked to him since New Order shut down. Wow. So like I I talked to him just before then. But do you know what he's doing now? I, I don't know what he's doing necessarily for fitness right now. It's funny. I ran into Kyle at a trader shop in Cary a couple weeks back, and he was saying he's got like a rig. He kind of carries it around with him, maybe moves it to job site to job site. So he was still doing some fitness. Haven't seen Daniel, but we still have some mutual friends. So I, I try and. Gonna keep tabs on what's going on there, but uh, good dude, real good dude. Man, uh, that's awesome. That, that's awesome. Well, now I did a little 
intro on you, but no one can introduce you better than uh, you. So can you just tell everybody uh, just a little bit about you and, and uh, you know, who they're, who they're listening to today? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you did a good job, man. CrossFit Contrivance. Brian Harry, CrossFit Contrivance, that's our gym. That's our community. Uh, that's the family we've created over the past, I would say, three years in the triangle here. And it's really been uh, a, a growth and a passion project for much longer than that, pretty much since we moved to the air. My wife and I are both big people, I guess people, people. I don't know if you can say that. That sounds like a strange <laughs> term, but uh, we love people. We love connections, networking, and, and just meeting really interesting folks, getting to know people and, and helping folks connect the dots. Tie that in with our both of our passion for fitness and CrossFit in the greater CrossFit community. And what started out as kind of a couple of folks hanging out doing fitness together, grew to the all-out garage, gym, rap music, 10 o'clock at night, neighbors ready to call the cops, into the community that we have now. So about a 3,000-square-foot gym in the apex, kind of Holly Springs, Cary border, where all that fun zoning stuff comes together there. We have a fantastic group of athletes that uh, show up every day. We have some amazing coaches there, and they're all come from different walks of life. And that's one of the coolest things for us about CrossFit. Like you meet people, you're like, man, that seems like a really good guy. And now he's a great athlete. And what you don't realize is like, I might be the CEO of the you know, pharma company up the street and makes $10 million a year. But in the gym, you have no idea, right? Like yeah. status doesn't make a difference. Your friend time doesn't make a difference. Under that roof, like it's all just family. And that's what really drew us into Cross. So besides doing the gym and all of that stuff. Uh, I have a full-time job as well outside of there. You know, the gym is a full-time job for sure as well. I've been in the uh, casualty insurance business for 20 years. I travel a bunch still for that post-COVID, I guess. And then we have three, like I said, wonderful girls. We have, I have a 12-year-old, a nine-year-old, and uh, a six-year-old who combined to take up any free second of time that we have, and, and we enjoy the hell out of that too. So, Man, uh, man you guys are busy. Man, you got so much going on. How do you guys manage everything? And then, I, then, then Crystal, she also has a full-time job, correct? Yeah, yeah. Crystal, she's been in finance for pretty much since she got out of college, and she loves what she does. She's been very reluctant to ever give that up at all. So honestly, I, I owe a ton of it to her, man. She manages the schedule like no one else. So a lot of times I'll pull up my phone between my, my, my calendar app on my phone and my Whoop app. I'm like, ah, all right, cool. Here's what I need to do. I need to get a 20-minute nap in or I need to be doing this. And it's, we really, we provide that balance for each other where I'm kind of a risk taker and out there and fly around by the seat of my pants, which gets stuff done sometimes. Right. And yeah. she's a little more calculated than some of her methods and it definitely, you know, rides her schedule and, and we'll have a schedule seven days in advance or 14 days or whatever it needs to do. Right. We call her the cruise director. So. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, that's awesome. And yeah, yeah. You guys are super busy, but yeah, man. Hey man, man, you're, man, you're getting it done. You're doing a great job over there. And uh, you know, like just like reflecting back on uh, something uh, that uh, you just said, but the gym really is the place which brings all walks of life together. It's I was listening to a podcast. I, you know, you ever you ever heard of the Mind Pump podcast? I haven't. So it's it's one of those things that just kept showing up on my YouTube, and I decided just one day home from work just to look it up and listen to it. And, and the host on there was talking about, he's a big like bodybuilder, I guess. And uh, he was going to, to a wedding and he wasn't Catholic. And he said that he went up to the priest after the uh, wedding and just had a pretty uh, intense conversation about just like 
beliefs, which is pretty interesting that he did that. But then afterwards, the uh, priest was like a big, a big weightlifter and a big uh, bodybuilder too. And he was like, Hey, do you want to go work out in the gym later? <laughs> and so like these two guys go to the gym and uh, they, they really don't have a- anything in common except uh, the fact that they lift weights. And the, the priest in between one of their sets said to the other guy, who was like, what's the one place that brings the most people together? And this guy, the host was like, just blanked. And the priest was like, the gym, because it doesn't matter yeah. who you are, where you're from, what your beliefs are. Like you're all in there trying to make yourselves better. And it's the most accepting place that someone can possibly go to. That's for sure. That is for sure, man. And you touch on an interesting subject there, man. I think for the past year has been a struggle for a lot of folks and I don't want to dive into politics on it, but one of the cool things that we saw, you know, maybe even leading up to COVID, I don't know, it all kind of runs together at this point, right? But it was like the most recent election. Right. And it didn't matter what side of the fence you fell on, how polarizing some of these views and things were, right? Like, uh, I'm a pretty kind of cut down the middle guy here. But it didn't make a difference, right? No matter what, you could be as pissed off or as angry or as excited about whatever it was that you had going on outside of that, wherever your view stood, you come into the gym, man, and it's, you'd be working out with somebody who you knew that didn't make a difference, right? You knew that person, you knew them like a reverend of whatever their views were and the same kind of feelings about the COVID in itself, right? You had people who were, you know, a little more, I don't know, I say advantageous or, or what have you, but you had people who felt a little safer doing different things. So they make a difference, right? People still met in the middle there and find that common ground. And that's just a really compelling and cool argument to always be doing fitness. Yeah. We, we fight diabetes and save money in healthcare and prevent these diseases of life, if you will, but to make connections that help you grow personally and professionally, like you can't put a value on that. Oh, no, no, no. And, and the gym turns into like your family, right? So, I mean, there are people that like, they might be different than you, but like the athletes and us, as we work out, like we undergo like hard tests for on a daily basis. And, you know, everyone works through those tests together and, and those challenges. And, and then everyone can leave the gym knowing that, okay, like, they got through it together and they look forward to seeing that person next to them later on uh, in the week. That's it, man. Yeah. We might not have anything in common, but I know if, if you laid all of it out there on the line for that workout and you're laying on the floor next to me, we did something together and we're freaking brothers because of it. You know, it's super, yeah. super neat to see. And that was the, like, man, my first experience in a, in an affiliate was like that. It was like, oh my God, people, like we can do this. We can die like this every day. Shit, yeah, let's do it again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where'd you where'd you start like, at? Where'd you start across uh, So I have a childhood friend up in Baltimore who yeah, he's got a pretty cool life, man, or at least how we wound up here, right? He uh so we graduated high school, we went to college. He moved out west, was living in uh Southern California, opened up what was CrossFit. <sighs> I think it was CrossFit OC or Orange County. I wound up selling that, but brought all of his knowledge, all of the methodology and stuff back to the East Coast before it was really, I mean, big and kind of popping. So he opened up CrossFit Federal Hill in downtown Baltimore. His name's Gio Rockwell. Fantastic dude, stand-up guy, uh, wonderful wife. Literally lives, I mean, he's 10 minutes from where we grew up, but in a, in a pretty cool part of the city. He's got a really, really strong community there. So that was the first place I was introduced to it through there awesome. and then you know loved it but then like i told you so we moved to raleigh and man i was like 
there's a thousand CrossFit gyms here. What in the hell is going on? Like, does everyone just do this here? It was weird. I went to a few places and there was some I liked better than others. And that most of them aren't even around anymore. But our yeah. biggest thing when we got here, Michael, was that we needed childcare. We just had to have a place. I couldn't stick both of my kids in the same playpen in the corner and drop barbells on them. Like, I, it freaks me out doing that. I, I've definitely seen it work. I get it. But we wanted to, at our gym, we wanted to create something a little more different than that. So we actually have, and I feel like it's kind of unique, we have a full-time like, childcare staff. So on several classes a day, we have someone in there who's you know, CPR certified, whether they're a parent in the gym who's on payroll, or we have some other college students and things like that who we get in there. So to provide people an opportunity to just come in and take care of themselves, and honestly, Michael, I don't care if they work out. I don't care if they go sit in their car and cry. They can go hop in one of the showers, take a shower, maybe buy themselves that a kid attached to them for the first time in a week. Like doing something to take care of themselves. So if we can provide that opportunity, I'm freaking thrilled about it. I know what our experience was like having young ones and having really young ones where, you know, you've got to, you're on that job 24-7. You'll be getting an hour to come up for air and like have an adult conversation. Priceless. Yeah, man, that's so cool. That. That reminds me of a, a buddy of mine down in Concord. You ever heard of CrossFit Vitality? Yep. So, do you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you know Steve uh, Pinkerton down there? I don't know him, but I, I've heard of the gym. Yes. So, if you ever get the get, get the chance to meet him, man, Steve's an awesome guy. He's he's a buddy of mine. I've, I've been a buddy with him. They've got twenty five things in there, right? Like they do freaking jujitsu and it, like yeah, he's got yeah. all the different services there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and a man just like you, like he actually started his gym out of his garage. And he went from his garage to his previous building where I actually coached for him. That's awesome. And, and then uh, he, like a huge stand-up guy, but in that past building, like he, he had an entire daycare build out. So like it looked yeah. like walking into like a daycare. And then uh, whenever he built his new building, damn they've pretty much got a daycare in, in there too. And it's, it was always so cool to see that, you know, the parents are out there working out and, and there's like windows that the uh, kids can see the parents. And then as soon as the class is over, they would just like all run out and like, start swinging on the rings and just like moving around. <laughs> and it was us, you know, yeah. it's so important just to like be able to show the kids and be the example to lead from, to try and help your kids develop the way that you want them to teach them the values, teach them um, how to be healthy and teach them how to, that it's okay to struggle. And then you work hard to overcome that struggle. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. I think a lot of the kids these days don't have enough struggles in their lives. And I think setting up to be that role model is a fantastic idea. And I love the idea of having windows where they can see you. You've got our three girls and they're all in different sports and do different activities and stuff like that. And a lot of the places you go to, it's like they have these viewing areas set up for the adults to watch them. And it's like, why shouldn't the kids have the same thing to watch the adults? Yeah. You know, they need to see what's going on out there. Watch their parents miss a lift once in a while or like not be able to get their chin above the bar on a pull up. Right. It's like, Oh shoot, mommy. Oh, let me, I can do that. Can we try that? Let's do that together and see that stuff come together, man, is, is really cool. Before COVID we used to do a, a, a lot more of the mommy and me type classes or just yeah. have like the parents work out, even mixing up on a Saturday stuff, man. And that's, that's one of the things I look forward to bringing back in there is we continue to, evolve in our scheduling and things like that man that's awesome that's awesome so brian how'd you get to where you're at now so what what led you down the path to open up contrivance 
So my, it's funny, my full-time job as luck, or as I say, as life would have it, really, I was in a business venture with a couple of people and wound up just being at a crossroads, really, where like, look, things are either going to go really good or they're going to go really bad. And I decided I was going to remove myself from that situation. So I stepped away from a company that I had helped build for 14 years and just took a, a, a mental health break, if you will, to kind of take care of things at home, stop traveling. I mean, I was traveling 60, 70 nights a year at least. In doing that, it, it really put a focus back on my, my family and my fitness, allowed me to put together a business plan that said, maybe this makes sense, right? I was working out anyway. I had people who were just coming to work out with me just to work out. I had people who were also like, hey, let me pay you to do programming for me. Let me pay you to come and teach a small class with my family, right? Like my wife, my son and I, fantastic folks. So all this stuff kind of blending together and decided that it was time to kick open an, an affiliate here. We were, it's crazy. I have one of my dearest friends and our head coach at the gym. She lives a couple doors down and between her and I, I mean, we were working with upwards of probably 40 people, 50 people daily. And we did that for two and a half years, not in an, even in an affiliate setting, whether it be in my garage, just meeting up at a park, at the local YMCA, stuff like that. So there was this need and we felt like there was a, a void in a place that we needed to create instead of doing it haphazardly. That's awesome. That's that's so, so cool. That's so cool. So now, see, uh, does your head coach, is, is she the one who normally coaches like the, was it the midday class, like 11? Yeah, so you probably see Jess there. She's, she, it's crazy. The girl's a, she's a trooper. She wakes up and takes 5.30 a.m. And I, I usually coach that class. So she's there for my first class. Uh, she'll hang out and do some administrative function type stuff in the morning or put in some extra work or do a, you know, work with a PT client there. And then, yeah, she's usually 9 a.m., 10 a.m. You'll see some 12 a or I guess 12 p.m., whatever time lunch falls on these days. Uh, and then into the evening sometimes too, right? We all kind of pass that through there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm dropping a few times trying to trying to catch you, and I think I've talked with her quite quite a few times. She, she's super awesome, uh, super nice person. Yeah. She's great so. people, man. Got a, a great personality, and man, yeah, like I said, she's uh, she's run through a wall for this community. So that's awesome. That's it's so important to have good people surrounding you, especially in in the family nature of the uh, box of the gym. You have to, man. You have to. And it's you know, finding good people, anybody in any profession to tell you that it's really difficult to do. One of the hardest things that I've had to do since opening the gym, honestly, is had a, a good friend, a person I cared about deeply, him and his family. But sometimes it's just not a fit. So whether it's a coach, whether it's an athlete, whether it's anybody around your community, a partner, things like that, right? Having those difficult conversations are some of the, the most gut-wrenching feelings you ever have. And it's never easy. It's never fun. But I think one of the hardest things and biggest challenges I had to do was actually letting somebody go that was a really good friend of mine. And uh, knowing that relationship's, you know, never going to be the same, but also trying to provide like the dignity and respect of like, hey, like it's just not working out and that's okay. Let's both be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. I... That that is super challenging, and but I luckily I haven't had to let any anyone go in my in my practice. I actually just brought on another physical therapist who's a uh, very very cute man. Uh, man, he's he's awesome, uh, super like minded. He trains, and so you know I'm hoping that me and 
or he a great addition to the ground overhead family for quite some time. But um, I love that. Hopefully, he's listening to the podcast and, and is like, "Oh no, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going anywhere. Got this." <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. So now, what's your guys' biggest mission over? So so like, what's your uh, you know, mission? At the our, our biggest mission is to to impact as many families around the triangle, around the, the Holly Springs apex kind of carry uh, community as we can to help bring CrossFit to as many families to help bring those families together and have them share in their joy for fitness. Whether you're, you know, someone who works at GSK or you're an underprivileged community, we're trying to find ways to be creative and, and meet every family where they are and help them experience fitness at a level that's, you know, not always comfortable for them, but a place where they can grow. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So now, and you guys over there, it's very, I've worked with clients for part of your gym and, and like I've known people over there and, and from like the way they talk about it and, and the way that your social media posts show, it's like you guys are like one big family. And and, and how have you gone to actually create that? Because there's a lot of gyms out there that just don't get that same vibe. And uh, RNA really can, you know, create that. So, like, how are how are you guys able to make that happen? Yeah, man, that's it's funny. That's one of those things where when we were first looking for a gym to join, a gym family to join, when we moved down here, that it kind of stood out to me. I think with as many, and I, it's weird, like, there's a ton of affiliates. I, I, Raleigh might be one of the more saturated markets in the U.S. I've, ne- I've never looked at the map to that level of like how many affiliates we have, but I just don't do bullshit. Crystal doesn't do bullshit. And I mean that in a very practical sense, we don't do clicks. There's nobody that's more important than anybody else in the gym, yeah. myself included, right? It's not about me. It's about every athlete we have in there and making sure that everybody has the same experience. So you look at some of the other micro gyms in the fitness space, you look at an orange theory where every freaking class is the same. And that's awesome, right? Every member gets treated exactly the same, right? There's none of the other fluff and fanciness to it. You get what you get and you get out the door. And that's not necessarily what we want to create, but we do want everyone to feel like they're impacted the same level where everyone has a need and we all service that. So like we're not giving so-and-so a key to the back door so they can get special treatment. So there's only a barbell for this group of people because they lift really heavy shit. That doesn't mean anything to me. You can lift really heavy by yourself in a corner, you can lift really heavy in the class with someone watching you. Because the last thing I want is someone to come in and tell me, oh, I need some open gym time because I'm following comp train and I got a, a squat session today that's going to be 365 times 10 times 450 and then whatever. It doesn't matter to me because I can tell you Ben Bergeron has never seen you fucking move. I'm here. My coaches are here. We're going to see you move like shit, right? That happens so often in our space. And I think a lot of the feelings are afraid to say no. Like, yeah. I'd rather pass up on that athlete in our community and bring someone in there who provides value to the rest of the community in a class setting, not just like me, me, me in the corner. Yeah. We don't do big open gym type setups for folks. We're not, you know, trying to force someone into the, this games level athlete that they don't want to be, or, or maybe even catering that person who wants to be that person. Right. We know where we are. We know what role we play. We have 80% of our athletes are, husband-wife combinations, right? They all have three kids in our community, at least. It's a family. It's not about that single person. And for us, that's always been like 
I say it's not the first thing that we ask, but we definitely want to know. Are you following someone else's programming? Do you need all this stuff? Because if you do, then it's just a no for us. It's, it's just, sorry, it's, it's, that's not going to work. Man, that's that's so crucial, right? Because then, and, and I, I think you hit the hit the nail on the head. A lot of people are afraid to be like, actually, like you're not a good fit. You should probably go find somewhere else instead of just saying, or because they're afraid to lose a potential member. And it's- For 180 bucks, like what kind of headache do you want? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want someone who needs their own barbell in the corner. You want someone who wants to drop barbells while you're trying to coach a class or be on the assault bike right next to you and have no like accountability or wherewithal. So like what's going on in the class? No, hell no. I want people who want to be in class, who want to be around people. I want to jam as many people as you safely can into that space and have them all feed off of each other's energy, kick ass, sweat, fall on the floor, get up, high five, go home, come back and do it again. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, that's that, that's awesome. And man, that's so apparent by what I've seen and what, what people have told me. Like I've some of the individuals I've worked with who were previously at other gyms and then and then came to yours. Like one of the things that they say is the culture is just different. Like it's everyone is super supportive of everybody else, and everyone talks to everybody, and and they come from gyms to where like that just didn't happen. So, 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 man, uh, you guys are doing a great job doing just that, man. We're trying, man. We're trying to just stick with what we do well. And unfortunately, you know, the last year or what have you has, uh, with, with gyms closing and things like that, I think it provided everybody a chance to look in the mirror and see what you do really well and what you don't do. And if you didn't take that time to try and refine your processes or you didn't take that time to to recognize some of the warts maybe in your business or in your business model, you know, I hate to say it, but like shame on you, right? Like we all had weeks where we weren't doing shit and you might've been running a couple of Zoom classes here and there, right? But if you weren't in there painting your gym, cleaning your barbells, pulling your rowers apart, fixing your class times, talking to your athletes, working on engagement, like you mess stuff up. And it's not speaking to anybody even here in our local market, right? But like, as any gym, if I hear stories about these orange theory places, man, they were like, they just shut down. They told people, you just got to keep paying. If you don't keep paying, you're going to lose your contract. You'll never get this rate again. And all that stuff. It's like, dude, you're not doing shit for anybody. What do you want them to do? Yeah. This is not just a, a $25 Netflix subscription, right? So I think, thankfully, affiliates, and the one thing we all do have is we have community at some level, right? Whether it's really fantastic or it's, it's hodgepodge and it comes together and that people don't never know each other, whatever. It doesn't make a difference, but you have a community. And I'm just so thankful that so many affiliates, I mean, I know there's some that close, but these are business owners. These are families. These are people like parents who are putting food on the table for their kids and be able to get through this, man. And I, and I know for some, there's still a struggle. I talked to a, a buddy of mine in Brazil the other week who's like, and they've been closed for something like 69 weeks or something stupid like that. And wow. dragging stuff to a park every day. But I think for most of us, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can see things coming out on the other side. I just hope that our industry, fitness in general, not just specific to CrossFit, has a heightened awareness to it about like the benefits of it, right? The virus and all these things that happen, the markers in someone's health that are affected by that versus someone who's taking care of themselves. Yeah. These pre-existing conditions and these comorbidities that you can fight all day, right? There's Going to the gym is way stronger than any prescription you're going to get from yes. your doctor. It's way more effective. So take care of yourselves. I don't care if it's CrossFit. I don't care if it's 
walking down the street five days a week with your friends, right? Get your heart rate up, get sweaty, eat real foods and pay attention. Look at what's going on around you. Yeah, man, that's, that's, it's, it's so, it's so true. You guys as a gym owners were affected harder than pretty much anybody else around. And it makes zero sense to me logically because you guys are the ones who are on the front lines, like getting people healthy and actually making people more resilient uh, to things such as COVID-19. And and just the healthier someone can be, the more active they are, they're, the better the body composition, the better they, they eat, the better habits that they've got established. Like that went and paid off dividends as like COVID went on. And as we know, like being healthy and like having having a way to manage stress and have, having a way to manage mental health and having a way to be at a healthy body composition and have less less inflammatory levels in your uh, in your body and ultimately just be able to have like better blood sugar and better you know you name it and so it's like those are the things that actually make us more uh, more resilient against something like COVID. Yep, I completely agree and. and- you know, you can go back and you can search any of the, the you know, the dot com articles or any of the old videos of Greg Glassman. And I love what Rose is doing for CrossFit, but some of the stuff that the Glassman put out there. And it was so simple and so beautiful to hear him say some of those things that just taking care of yourself, eat whole foods, right? Read the mantra. What is CrossFit? Right? Like, yeah. pay attention to it. Yes. Look at what's yeah. going on around you, man. It's, yeah, it's definitely eye opening. Yeah, yeah, man. And so, like, one of the things which I think COVID really brought out in everybody was mental health, right? And it showed us how important that community aspect of being human really is. And, and I understand like, that's something like you guys are super passionate about. And can you just tell everyone and just expand a little bit on, on your guys' mission to help people with their mental health? I can for sure, for sure. So, so coming from a family where I definitely dealt with mental health my entire life, not me specifically, but it is something I'm very aware of myself. My father's been bipolar. He was a Vietnam vet and struggled with alcoholism, personality disorder, bipolarism through his entire life. And he's uh, 63 years old right now. I love him dearly, but it, it's a challenge. That's definitely a challenge. And one of the things I've always encouraged him to do is just to take better care of himself, to exercise, to find these things to that he can find joy in to help him be the best person he can be. And that rolls into our community. And we're talking about COVID in, in the last year. And it's crazy actually say it. Uh, it's timing would have it, man. Yesterday, we, we celebrated the life of one of our dear friends who unfortunately uh, passed away during COVID. There was, I, without even getting into the, the deep details of it, but this was a father. This was a, a parent. This was a professional. Uh, a lawyer, someone who had a good job, someone who had a wonderful wife, two beautiful girls at home, and wound up in a dark place on 4th of July last year. And it, it it shook me. It shook our community to the core to have that happen to someone so close to us, someone who from the outside seemed to have everything going. And that's one of the scariest parts for me about mental health is that you can put a suit and tie on, you can put your you know, your noble gear on it and stroll into the gym and put a smile on your face. You can be cool in there, but you walk out and you're dealing with some other things. That's a problem. Yeah. And it's not a problem that we can always fix or address or is 
know, readily diagnosable. If your leg's broken, you've got an open fracture. Like we can see the bone sticking out. It's cool. When something's not connecting and not firing right or, or is affecting you in a way, whether it's depression, right? Like those are things that people should be able to talk about. And I know just as a male, I think there's this machismo factor that kind of plays into it where it's like, we're not okay to be in touch with our feelings. It's not okay to, to be sad about something. It's not okay to deal with struggle. You have to kind of internalize that. And maybe you take it out in other ways, whether it be drugs, alcohol, maybe you just like to come throw a heavy barbell around. And that's fantastic too. But for us, mental health matters for us. You know, routine a lot of times matters. And the past year, not being able to go into a gym and, and take care of yourself, not to, to be an outlet of stress, to be just that human interaction. Yeah. You place a ton of value in that. So you mentioned that, and I didn't even know if you knew the timing of that, but it being this week and then yesterday was the workout we did in the gym. So if you, you happen to hit on our social media, you'll see picture after picture of CFC athletes in there wearing their red, their Georgia sweatshirts, and their red to, to remember Sean. So. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember we uh, chatted, I think it was back in the fall. I think it was right around Thanksgiving. And, and you had mentioned that to me. And man, like it's, it's it's so true that you never know what someone's dealing with underneath, right? And, and and especially in a place like COVID, everyone's isolated. So like he didn't have that outlet uh, to where he could come to and be with his family, right? Or, or be, be, be with his extended family. And uh, I think we saw that with a lot of different athletes. And we, we look at exercise and people look at it on a very surface level and say, okay, like, oh, it's just someone going in, in there to work out healthy. But it's when I talk to people in my practice, like I, I always dial in like, okay, like why does exercise matter to you? Because, because there's somebody out who's gonna, they go go to their primary care and their primary care says, oh, you just need to stop doing CrossFit. And you just need to stop squatting and uh, lifting. You just you know, need to stop it. And that drives me nuts. So like, I always try and figure out, okay, like, what's the underlying reason, like, like why someone loves doing what they do so much? And, uh, man, I would say 90% of the time, it's mental health. It's, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I love going uh, to the gym because it's my, it's, it's the way that I calm myself down from the, from the rest of my life. And it makes me better in everything else that I do. So, um, yeah, that's definitely uh, a, a big deal. It's, it's one of those things Crystal and I talk about, and you see these weird examples of it, right? Like at my full-time job, not being at the gym, my other job, right? Insurance. A lot of what I do is entertaining and, and it can be fun and all that stuff. And it's like, we eat out and we're doing all these, you know, things that seem like they're fun and stuff. But when you come back, I don't want to make a decision about where we're going to eat out as a family. And it's one of those just weird things. That's like, it's my safe space. I, I want to come home and I don't want to have to make that decision. Going to a gym for a lot of people is like a spot where they don't have to make a decision. Someone kind of tells them what to do. It doesn't yeah. have to like barking orders, whatever. Like you don't have to think for a minute. You can give your brain a rest. You say, Hey, all right, cool. I got my rep scheme. All right. Got my way. Let's go. Right. The rest of that kind of shuts off and provides that, that hit man of whatever that is that feels good for you. Whether it's just, you get to breathe really heavy for a minute. That's cool. That's your win. And then move on. Taking that away from people, I think, was a really, really damning effect last year. So, like I said, excited about moving forward for everyone. Definitely. And 
And man, like what you said, like having, especially guys, it's always been like almost like a negative stigma around like being in touch with feelings, right? And, and, but I mean, I mean, the fact is, it's important to be in touch with what you're feeling and, and have people which you can talk to. And a friend of mine, you may have heard of him, Kelly uh, Starrett. Have you ever heard that name before? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Like, uh, you wrote a book, a, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Sub Eleven. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah man. Dude, totally. dude, he's the guy who does ability wide. Yeah, and then was or now is ready state. Dude, Kelly's an, an awesome guy, and uh, like when you listen to him and you, you, you talk with him, like he'll be the first one to tell you he is a, a very like emotional person, and, and uh, he'll actually like he he always talk to. Him. He's like, us as guys, like, we need to be in touch with our feelings and have someone to talk to. And because, because everyone goes uh, through stuff and they're like him and uh, Juliet, his uh, wife, actually, uh, every week they do a feelings meeting and they, and they sit down together and they just, they just talk feelings and which is, and I said, I said to my wife, Audrey, I was like, Hey, we need to do that. Because, uh, <laughs> it gives us uh, an outlet to uh, just get things and be open. That's that's pretty crazy. He's drinking a lot of that of that California water, man. Love <laughs> Kelly. Love everything he puts out there, brother. And I, you know, I live in a house with four women. It's not a bad thing. It's just a ton of estrogen. And believe me, think about feelings. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, I can ride an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> then add in every all the other stresses. Like it's crazy. So yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I do think having a place or even just being a sounding board as a male confident in my masculinity and in touch with my feelings. Like, dude, you can talk to me. If you got something you want to talk about, I'm here. Like I'm always that ear. I try and always be that person at the gym. And sometimes it weighs heavily on your than others, but dude, put yourself out there. I, I'd encourage any gym owner. If you're an absentee owner, you got to find somebody on your team. Who's going to be that role. That's going to be that sounding board. Right. And if you're in there, hopefully you're already doing that, but it matters. People pay way more attention to what you do and how you act than you think they do down to the, the silliest of details, whether you tie your shoes or you don't. If you haven't noticed the influence you have and the power you have over athletes and the people in your gym who respect you, who pay you to be there, right? Like you're missing the boat. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a, one of those things. It's a leading, leading from the front, right? It's a leading by, instead of just like going in, like telling everybody what to do and saying, oh, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. And then you go off and exactly what you said not to do. And, and like, like that just yeah. doesn't, that doesn't work. You, know, right. it's like, you should eat meat, nuts, plants, all that stuff. I'm going to go have, uh, you know, Bojangles. Well, not nah. like you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because what, what message does that send? And like, and like from a parent, like what message does that send your kids? No. And, um, and just what message does that send the members? And and that's, it's so crucial. It's so, so crucial. So really. So now now what are uh, some ways which like you're helping athletes get back in uh, to the gym? Because let's say someone's coming out of COVID and they're looking for a uh, gym to go train at. And uh, make them make themselves healthier at. So when I find you, and which hopefully they will after uh, hearing the show. And and what are some things that or what are some ways in which you're able to help?
help them get back in after not doing anything? And what do you tell someone when they say, oh, CrossFit, I've heard so some super, that's super hard, it's super crazy, and it's bad, bad for you, and it's just too, how do you uh, handle that? So two things here. The first thing coming out of COVID for anybody, I think easing back into things, maybe even doing some one-on-one time with a coach. It can be a half-hour session. It can be 15 minutes to just review stuff. If you haven't been doing anything and you go back into it, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster for a lot of folks, whether it's your form, whether you put on the COVID, we talk about like the COVID 10 or 15 pounds, making sure that you're at a stable place and have someone just watch you move for a minute or two to be in there and then find your smaller classes, whether it be our gym or anywhere else, right? Hey, what's the smaller class times if you're worried about being around people? We've had upwards of 26,000 check-ins over the past year, and we've had zero transmission in the gym. I'd truly do not believe that gyms are a place of transition, especially not in the atmosphere that most affiliates find themselves in, where we have huge roll-up garage doors, we have giant fans, we have air quality monitoring and all that stuff in there. Uh, We have outside places to work out too as well. We have stall mats that cover up about a third of our parking space out back for folks to work out, to come in, grab your barbell, take it outside, load up, do whatever you need to do, your work out there, clean yourself up, put that away. I am OCD to the probably umpteenth degree. And if I'm really bad, Crystal might even be a little worse than me about uh, the, the, the cleanliness factor, right? For sure. And really believe that's next to godliness. And we've always been that way. So it's not a lot new for us in that regard. I think you know, we, not to say we take it for granted, but we always feel like we've been on the, on the, the top of that. I, I'm not the one who's willing to pay a premium. And what we offer is a premium to go to a place where there's dog care in the corner and there's dust bunnies bigger than my damn cat, like creeping across the gym. Like I, I can't have any part of that. So that's one part, I guess, COVID. And for, for someone who's, you know, afraid of, or has seen too many uh, CrossFit memes and fails and things like that. Right. I think for me, the biggest thing is just try it for a week, right? You're willing to try anything for a week and see how you feel and with the right coach. And I know there's plenty of people out there who are going to be like, Oh man, your first day, let's do Fran. Let's do Murph. Let's do whatever. Like having a sound onboarding process and bringing someone in, it's just got to be done right. I think it's a delicate process and it's not something that we've hit out of the park a hundred times out of a hundred. Right. I think as the micro gym experience continues to grow and evolve, there's always going to be those outliers that just have, a lot of things going on. And if they're not brought in and handled delicately, like they are those situations, then you you can still wind up with things, right? Like people make it hurt. But me as an athlete, I've had one surgery in my, my life. I would rather have had that than have heart disease, than to have diabetes, than to be battling with a, a, a chronic respiratory disease. When all I know is I can take an hour a day, take care of myself, feel a thousand percent better. And, and just leave it there. Take out the community. Take out all the other stuff. Just put an hour in for yourself. Maybe CrossFit yeah. isn't for you. Maybe you don't like to move that fast or you don't want to move fast at all. But it's all relative. It really is. Come in, take a look at one of our classes. You'll see a 17 year old and a 63 year old in the same class. Tell me they shouldn't be doing the same things, right? We talk about the functional movements, right? Tell me they shouldn't be doing those things. Show me one thing that says that they have a higher propensity of injury than anybody else in the world, or that more specifically someone who doesn't do any of these things. 
You're going to find that person who doesn't do anything, who lives a sedentary lifestyle, who, you know, finds vitality in, in, in processed foods. Nine times out of 10, they're going to be the one that has something that affects the quality of life versus the person who spends an hour a day taking care of themselves. Man, you're a spot on. And, and it's crazy that, you know, it drives me nuts when people say, oh, CrossFit's the fastest way to get hurt. And uh, quite frankly, CrossFit's what everybody should be doing. And uh, when we like moving functionally, right? Being able to, you know, lift weights, move fast, work on cardiovascular, work on strength, work on endurance, work on moving your body. Oh, let's work on uh, nutrition. Let's do all, all these things. And when you look at it, you actually look at like the data for it. CrossFit is no more dangerous than anything else out there. And, uh, and, and quite frankly, so like running is what the human body or one of the many things that the human body is meant to actually do. And uh, there's a lot of runners out there and, and, and I work with a ton of runners. Um, and, um, but some people who, who are avid runners, they look at CrossFit and they say, oh, CrossFit, that's the fastest way to get hurt. Well, when we look at injury rates, CrossFit is actually one of the better ones of like ways to not get hurt. Especially compared to running. And running is actually uh, the most dangerous activity or sport yeah. that any, anyone can un- undertake, which is, which is crazy, right? Because that's opposite of, of what a lot of people say. And so, man, you're spot on, like having a gym like yourself and having the guidance and having a place where they can come in and be comfortable to like comfortable to to fail and to be challenged and knowing that they're going to have learn all the movements, go through that on onboarding proud, have a coach that's going to be able to modify and bring it down to make sure that it's challenging for you, but it's not too much for you. And that's crucial, man. And that sounds like exactly what you guys are doing there. Yeah, we're trying, man, every day. And we're up for the challenge. We love it. We find a, a lot of satisfaction in meeting people where they are, helping them come up with a plan to set them up for success, right? Our goal is you know, to, to have people in the group class setting and get them there. And we just want them to all be comfortable in there. And if there's days where they want to chill and not lift weights fast, that's awesome, right? Maybe they can run a little faster that day, right? We always love to try and push people and the more we get to know our athletes, meaning the more they show up, the more time they spend with our cat, with our classes and our coaches in that setting, the more we, we find those ways to kind of tinker and, and, and push them and motivate them, not just to do everything right now, do it all so fast. I, I think we're all well past that as far as at the CrossFit affiliate level. So yeah, yeah man, anything we can do to, to further the brand, to, to help spread the good word, we're all for it. We, I think a lot of gyms felt certain ways during COVID about CrossFit in general. And and I have my views and things like on what that all looks like, but I'll tell you what, there was a day about two weeks into being closed where I sent out probably one of the the fieriest emails you could imagine. And it was, I mean, I had Greg Glass on it. I had Brett Ewer, who's, and he's one of the uh, lobbyists for CrossFit on Capitol Hill. And uh, I had calls from those guys the next morning. And we kind of came up with a strategic business idea to loop in a couple of other affiliates. We pulled some other affiliates into this from around North Carolina. We had a big tech string going and we got shit done. We got places in small localities, communities to 
be in contact with their mayors, to be in contact with their town council, to allow those guys to have opportunities to do stuff, or if not do it, at least figure out what the hell they could do. Yeah. Right? And, and that was like such a blessing, such a, I mean, it sucked. It was awkward. It was weird. It put a lot of people in uncomfortable places, but that's what we do anyway, right? In, in fitness. So yeah. this was doing it in a business setting and it, I think it has paid off and I hope it's paid off for anybody who was involved in that early uh, couple of weeks there. Uh, where, where things were real hairy. So again, for us, man, we're crossed it. We never doubted our affiliation. We never doubted anything there. We knew and trusted the methodology and we live and breathe it. So, Man, uh, that's awesome. So now after someone's listened to you uh, today, how can they get in touch with you? How uh, can they find you guys to join the family? Yeah, they can. Uh, I mean, you can hit us on social media, on the gram. It's, it's just CrossFit underscore contrivance can fire an email. That's Brian at CrossFitContrivance.com. If you're going to say contrivance, it looks like contravance. It's not. It's contrivance. It's an old English word, actually. It means to, uh, to bring about a skill, to contrive something. So you might contrive a piece of wood and an iron to make a plow for a field back in, in the old days. So yeah, you can get us on there. We're on Facebook as well, CrossFit Contrivance. But uh, check us out. Hopefully we're putting out some good stuff. We hope we're doing the name and the brand justice. We love our people. We love our athletes. And we're real thankful for the opportunity, Michael. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, definitely, man. Man, it was, it was awesome. Like, we could talk for hours probably, but you got you got uh, family to hang out with out on uh, vacation. So, man, I, I really appreciate you tuning in and, and taking the hour with me. And yeah, guys. So, if, you know, highly recommend checking them out. It's a beautiful uh, facility, like, He's not joking about like you walk in there and it's super clean. It's super nice. And if you're, if you're looking for a good, good place around Apex to get around really good people and make yourself healthier and have a place which trust that's going to be like a family and help you reach your health and fitness goals. Like Providence is the place. So give them a call, drop on in. And, and yeah, but Brian... Thank you so much. I'm going to put all your stuff in the uh, show notes and make sure that everyone knows how to get in touch with you. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you so much for, for tuning in and taking the hour. And as always, I'm Dr. Uh, Michael Tansini, or call me Tank, and we look forward to having you listen to us next time. So thank you so much, and have a great day, everybody. Awesome, Michael. Thanks, man. Take care. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found the content useful, and I hope it helps you avoid an unneeded surgery uh, or an unneeded injection in the future. Now, in practice, my goal is to save 1 million active individuals from the unneeded surgeries, injections, and pain meds that they don't need while helping them stay active and performing the activities that they love to do. Now, Guys, I cannot reach that many people all by myself. I really need your help. So if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends, with your families, or with anyone who you feel really needs to hear it. By doing so, you may just save that person from an unneeded surgery or injection that they really do not need. If you're not following me yet on social media, find me on Instagram at Tank underscore dpt and on facebook at ground to overhead physical therapy 
Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing you guys here again next time on the Move With Tank podcast.